Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! everybody welcome to the fantasy sports radio network i'm cam stewart along with mike blewett talking every type of sport going i think mike we've covered the gamut right now soccer tennis golf baseball haven't really got into football yet though we haven't got uh, into the nfl and we will Josh We're norman be... a possible cash cap yes. casualty. that's the big news Ooh, yeah i feel I, 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 it's interesting I, and i i had this bet before and i know i told horrible for nick Foles this week uh too with the wife with the miscarriage and the guy's right back at otas yet uh, other guys are just like nah you know i don't think i'm gonna go i gotta give that guy a lot of credit i've already bet uh against jacksonville i told you uh, with, with the regression i think there was a mistake on my yeah. book i got them plus 325 not to make the playoffs i think they reversed it might get voided but uh uh, our thoughts and prayers with him. That, what, what, that's a horrible situation. Yeah, the guy's already going back to work. I got a lot of respect for Nick Foles. He's, he's a class act, that guy. I do, too. And I think the one thing that you've learned about Nick Foles is, like, through all this stuff and when they won the Super Bowl of Philly, like, what a – how dedicated he is to faith and really what a mild-mannered person he is in general. I think it's really easy from afar to throw stones, especially if you're just some guy typing it in on your phone on Twitter yeah. and criticize players for not being as good after he left Philly and then he comes back and everybody loves him, right? But he's real-life dude. He talked about potentially walking away to just explore his faith, walking away from football to just explore his faith, and now we know him to be this – family man and a dedicated husband i think it's horrible what they had to go through it's even more difficult to do it publicly i do applaud both of them for sharing it publicly because i think it's something that a lot of people go through that they feel embarrassed about or ashamed of i didn't have to go through that struggle uh, with my wife when we had two kids but i know people that have and it'd be really devastating so um credit to him for being open about that and obviously Getting back to work, I appreciate that his wife and he were able to kind of, um, you know, move past it in a way that they know it's going to be something that they'll have to deal with long term. But right now, uh, to get him back and and maybe getting back on the right foot with his teammates, getting in, in sync with his teammates, whatever the phrase that I'm botching, whatever phrase you can use in order to uh, understand that what he's done is a huge sacrifice for his team. No, I agree. And the thing is, you know, that that's something you could definitely like, in my opinion, take a long time off, get get your head right. You talk about he's a really religious guy and to, to, to go back is just I got I the thing about Nick Foles is like yeah, like when he was at Arizona, Mike, I always thought like I, I you know, I, I he had potential. I was like didn't really think, you know, he'd be a good NFL player. You know what I mean? It was just one of those guys and conversely i look at it now like i really like the guy like you know what i mean and it's kind of yeah. it's weird because I'm, I'm betting and i'm totally against jacksonville this year and in the back of my mind saying you know what? i really like nick Foles. like it's just uh, he just seems like well, one I of like, the good good guys in the league you know what yeah, I, mean? I don't have any reason to just dislike josh rosen um and i, I think what he's handled himself gracefully through all of this but i'm still gonna hammer yeah Miami under most likely before the uh off season is up it's just that the number is a little too low for me if that thing climbs up to five I'm in. Yeah. And, and I'm rooting and, for Josh Rosen. 
Yeah, a one one a one baseball game uh, that going off uh, before one ten. Uh, then before we get to the two ten action, Mike, uh, we got the Minnesota Twins and the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, big comeback by the Twins last night. The Rays with Chirinos, good uh, good start last time he came out in Tampa Bay. Got to give Kevin Cash a lot of credit. Like the way that the, he's the originator of like the spot starter type of thing, and the Rays just keep on rolling. Uh, they're twenty cent favorites right now. Total eight flat run line. Uh, Tampa Bay minus one and a half plus one sixty five, and the Twins plus one and a half minus 190 uh what do you think about this game with old gibson guitars and chirinos chirinos has been pretty good chirinos has been good they have they've utilized him at time he's he's thrown in 11 games this year only five starts it's likely that he maintains a role in the regular starting rotation with tyler glasnow hitting the dl for now he's on the 60-day dl we may not see him for a really long time if uh this forearm tightness is worse than expected i had class on my fantasy team he's oh, lost that sucks i, that I know sucks. he was off to such a great this start guy was, he this was guy a, was in the cy young race like conversation know, he was the cy <laughs> young for sure yeah, when he got yeah. hurt um he was an era under one and he was six and oh or six and one on the season when he went down so that's a bummer torino's has pitched better as of late the twins are on fire like you said they come back from from uh behind last night they've won seven or the last seven of their last 10 uh they do have the best record in major league baseball right now i kind of like chirinos in this spot because he's so do well I. as of late the twins are thumping by the way the twins hit 58 home runs in the month of may that was the most in major league baseball three shocking teams, three teams hit over 50 homers in the month of may that's the most ever for a, a given month, I think the Red Sox and I'm blanking on the third team right now. But um, I'll give the Rays a bounce back win here. Me too. Uh, with Torino's throwing. I, I kind of like them in this spot. I do too. I think Torino's at 20 cents is a really good price. Tampa Bay, you know, they don't lose two games uh, in a row. Gibson's an interesting pitcher, Mike. He has uh, really good stuff, but I find Gibson, and I talked to Kurtz about this, he questions his stuff. He's one of those guys that I think could be a lot better. He has huge body frame. He can throw downhill, but he's just one of those guys. I think he's just a little bit in his head sometimes. You know what I mean? I think he could be a truly more effective. And wild about the Twins, you mentioned the home runs, and that's without Sano was uh, beat up for so long, right? So yeah. other guys are doing the damage which is really shocking i don't really see i'm still in my mind thinking wow minnesota twins deep ball but the times have changed yeah uh certainly and we've been waiting on this roster to come along for a while sano is a good point for fantasy players out there too he was a guy that i stashed i I had to stash him for basically seven weeks uh, on the dl waiting for him to come back he's hit a homer to get started uh, and I, I like his addition to the lineup. Doesn't mean he won't have sort of a spring training mode going on right now as he adjusts back to major league pitching. But uh, I do like, you know, obviously I like their outlook. The division has totally fallen apart. My favorite major league total bet of the year was the Indians under. Yeah. And that whole division has really uh, been a mess. The White Sox are obviously rebuilding, uh, but uh, trying to move the needle upwards. The Royals the Indians are, are a mess. problem. The, re- the, 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 the problem with the Indians, Indians, too, they're not a very good team in, in that division. They look a lot better than they are. And you know what the problem is? When they go into the Chicago White Sox, they lose a lot of games. Like yeah. the White Sox steal games from these guys. And the Indians are always favored. Like two nights ago, I had, uh, who was it? It was uh, Carrasco. I think it was a buck eighty. I threw it in a parlay, going ah, you know, yeah, idiot. Not even, boom. The White Sox kicked their ass. Like he got hit hard. Like you know, I, I, I'm sick and tired. I'll tell you, like from a betting perspective, at our network, and that's what we do. Like Cleveland, they're going to win some games, but they're they're a horrible favorite, Mike. They're they they, they burn money that team. Yes, yeah. they're hard to back. You know, and they're dealing with injuries right now. I'd say in general, you're right. Um, Will they play better for the remainder of the year? Maybe, but I think they're, I think their total, I had it at like eighty-seven and a half, or eighty-six and a half, right around mm-hmm. there, and I, I, that was my favorite under of the year. Let's look at Cleveland right now. Here's a market watch from our friends at the covers. Uh, so Cleveland right now, they're twenty-eight and twenty-nine, Mike. Okay, these are 100-unit plays, okay? So they're 10.5 games behind Minnesota. We could have got Minnesota at plus 210 from the FanDuel Sportsbook a few weeks ago, which uh, I should have sent Marenzi some money to go for a bus trip to do it for me. Yeah. They're uh, 15 and 14 at home, 13 and 15. Away. Yeah, just, uh, you know, and, and also, crazy thing, 10 and 5 versus the AL East, 7 and 12, Mike. 7 and 12 versus the Central. 
Cleveland, eight and eight against the West, three and four against the National League on $100 units. If you're playing these guys all year, you're out $1,012 betting on the Cleveland Indians. Wow. They're minus 1,012 from a basis of 100 unit play. Conversely, Minnesota's 20 games over 500, 38 and 18. 19 and 9 at home, 19 and 9 away. Wow, that's wild. Exactly the same. 12 and 6 versus the East, 11 and 3 versus the Central, 12 and 5 West, and losing record against the National League, 3 and 4. You'd be up, Mike, if me and you were like uh, hanging out in Minneapolis, St. Paul, but he's going out for a couple beers. 2,066 bucks were up at the start of the year on $100 bets. So nobody's better than them, right? From a market watch standpoint? From a market watch perspective, who's better? Nobody. That's the old furniture salesman up here. That's nobody's better. Yeah, two thousand and sixty-six. No, you're right. That is top-ranked team would be Minnesota plus two thousand and sixty-six dollars. Your Yankees, Mike, are doing uh, oh worst. Uh, Boston right now is minus one thousand four hundred thirty-four. Yep. Toronto minus one thousand three hundred twenty-six. Cleveland. Actually, Kansas City, you talk about it, even though they're dogs, they're bad, minus 12023 Cleveland, minus $1,012. Seattle, minus 900 Can you believe these guys? They were up 1000 bucks a while ago. They're down 941 yeah. now. Down 941 Other division, oh, take a look at the NL East, Mike. This is a dog's breakfast. That, I was going to say the Nationals are the team that I think could be worse than Cleveland. They're, it's but very, the socks are obviously oh yeah, bad too. Yep, they are. So the worst. Yep, they are. You you absolutely said it. So Boston, minus fourteen thirty four. Cleveland, we talked about. Yep, they're minus over a thousand. Kansas City, worse than that. The Washington Nationals. You said it, buddy. Yep. The absolute worst yep. in the league. Minus one thousand eight hundred thirty seven dollars. Twenty four and thirty three. There's only one team in that division that's making money. Philly, and you're up five hundred thirty eight bucks. Yeah, thirty three so and twenty four. Really, you know, for those of you that are listening and, and don't quite understand the gambling math, you can really just put it into layman's terms and say, well, what team, based on expectations, is disappointing the most? And you're really looking at the Nationals. Red Sox, the Indians, and the Nationals, which are about to fire everyone, I'd imagine, soon. Um, it's just a matter of whose job goes. And now they're in this terrible situation, Cam, where they let Bryce walk, Rendon turns down a contract extension, and now, because they're going so far south, and they just gave Patrick Corbin a, a boatload of money, but now they're going so far in the other direction, do they have to deal Rendon in order to get something back to ensure that he doesn't walk? Yeah, I, I, I think you do. I think Washington also, um, I, look at, I, I look at the back end of their pen, no lead is safe. Like, they've had to, and, and I look at that record at 24 and 33, Mike, they've clawed back for a couple, like, lucky wins, too. Like they're 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 a bad baseball team. It's just one of those things. Like they've always been up and down. Even when Scherzer, when they when these guys were in their prime, the Nationals were a team. And I know baseball's like this, but I've never seen a team with crazy ass trends. Like zero runs, one run, one run, one run, eleven, zero, two. Like. That was bad. Even when Bryce Harper played from, like, what is wrong with these guys? Like, most teams, like the Yankees, they figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Three runs, five runs, seven runs. The Washington Nationals used to go five to seven games, scoring like zero runs or one run. Then they'd score 15 in a game. Then they revert back. Yeah, that's what they do. And that's a horrible team. Like, when you're betting on them, it's like, yeah, wow, you won this game by 10 runs. Who cares? You couldn't score another run for, for a week. That's the problem with these guys. They you, you said yeah. minus eighteen thirty-seven. Hate to say it, my team in my backyard, Mike. The Blue Jays are like in the three-hole there. They're twenty-one and thirty-six. Yeah. You're down thirteen hundred bucks. They suck. I feel yeah, bad. My buddy's a PR guy with them now. He's a great writer in Toronto. He wrote, wrote for the Toronto Star. Huge baseball guy. Worked for the Montreal Expos. One of the smartest baseball minds. And the Blue Jays hired him. He's even calling. He's like, oh god, man. I go, what a horrible year, Rich, to take the job. He's like, well, it's not his fault. Obviously, he's not yeah, running yeah. the team. But it's yeah. it's it's frustrating to see how bad things are in that division. Is very very. What did tough. you think? What do you think the expectations were? Oh, very low. I, I if I were so I if I were to make this division right now, the only thing that I would have flipped would be Tampa Bay and Boston. I would add Yankees yeah. first, Boston second, Tampa Bay third, and Toronto 
more than three games better than Baltimore. But yeah, I would have had them about, you know, 23 and 33 instead of 21, 36 or whatever. They're bad. Yeah. The blue Guerrero's getting Guerrero's starting to hit though. I, I had another guy in the bar. Like he, cause he remembers me from TV, like back in the days. Oh, Kevin, oh Guerrero's, what the hell I, guys, a kid, man. Like, what do you want from the guy? He's hitting home runs, he's hitting like 245. It's, it's not a yeah. problem. It's going to be very good. Like, I don't understand how people look at this stuff. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, it's fine. The guy just got called up. He's a top prospect. Like, and you're worried about this? Like, anyway, yeah. people are he's crazy. He's going to play. He's going to play hundreds of games. Yes. And you'll find out in the next couple of hundred games how games. good he's going to be. He doesn't exactly. have to be great in his first 40 games. Uh, it's too much to expect. You know, this guy like Trevor Story comes up a couple of years ago. He Story's starts hitting like, home runs. He's lights he's the monster. league on fire when he first started. <laughs> yep. And now he's great again. He went through yep. a dip in production, and he's great again. And he and Arenado are a tremendous duo on that side of the infield. But, uh, again, too high expectations coming out of the gate for rookies is a mistake that everybody makes. I think across really all sports, basketball, guys can be hugely impactful because there's only a few guys on the court at the same time. But expecting some rookie outfielder to come in and transform your team isn't realistic. Aaron Judge was an older player when he broke into the lineup and started hitting home runs. Similarly, Ryan Howard was an older player when he broke in with the Phillies. They did have a lot of experience playing before they started to make an impact. You know, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout's got MVPs under his belt and everything. He and Aaron Judge are only a few months apart in age. Exactly. Really weird to think of it that way. That NL East is a dog's breakfast, Mike. Other than Philadelphia oh, at 538. Terrible. Look at this. So Atlanta, minus 148. Okay, you know, kiss your kiss your sister type of stuff. Mets, minus 776. Washington, as we mentioned, minus 837. And Miami, actually not even that bad. This team is 17 below. This is why we talk about taking dogs in baseball. They're six minus 682. But with 19 wins, I guess, Mike, we can consider that a small victory. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. They're playing themselves back into games. Yeah, it's just, wow, that's that's a really tough division. Yeah, we'll go through the rest of a couple more baseball market watch teams there. Maybe Cincinnati might be a playoff team pretty soon. They're starting to come around. We'll talk about that, go through the board. Soccer game. we got a big hockey game tonight, too. Everything here, it's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Stuart and Blewett coming back after a short break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're having a nice Saturday afternoon. I'm Cam Stewart along with Mike Blewett. Mike's in his sixth hour here. He's a trooper. Yeah, just I'm like go. Oh, oh, yeah, you're doing good, buddy. You're doing. I, I got, got a lot of respect. Got, I don't know if I could sleep do last hours. night. <laughs> got, got some good sleep last night. Uh, well, you've done that before. Oh, I've done it many times. Long, I, I got to tell Cardano though. Board before. I, I have. I, I. But the thing is, it's it's tough, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I got sleep apnea too. But it's uh, one of those so things. I. I do. Yeah. Oh, you do. So yeah. 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 I remember yeah. we talked about this. CPAP so. machine, the whole thing, man. Yeah. It's. I just got a new one. I just got a new one, Mike. Yeah. I went to. I thought I was going to have to pay for it, but got on because uh, my girlfriend and I are common law so uh, we yeah. basically you know went there went to the sleep place I tried a couple out and uh, I got a new one a couple new masks and it's this is the craziest thing I'm not great with technology you had to be our own IT guy when we do the shows from home and stuff but uh, yeah. I have an app on my phone now sleep style it basically like I can't put it tells me how I slept how many times I woke up during like it gives me numbers blue means good yellow means bad like I can't believe I just looked on my phone and got like okay you slept this many hours seven hours here this was quality unbelievable what's happening my, now with these apps my, like it knows my I'm worried they're gonna come that. in and knife me when I'm sleeping they know I'm sleeping <laughs> Mike, they might rob me <laughs> my but pro- it's a fair point my yeah. problem is that the masks I can't get a good fit I can't either I can't either so I rip it off in the middle of the night without so knowing I. it 
Yep. Or I I've tightened it to the point where Marks. my jaw it, my jaw hurts. So it'll it'll yeah. make my jaw like I don't cinch it tight, but I make it too tight to the point where it's it's obviously pushing back on my jaw. So when I wake up, um, my jaw's in pain, not excruciating, but it, I shouldn't have pain from sleeping, right? No, so you should. That's and, been my issue. Yeah, and I noticed me Sleep too. Uh, my nose hurts. Son of a gun. Because I put the like I've tried it all, right? So I have the little mini mask ones, but I found out the yep. other ones. I freak out when like with the full mask because I can't drink water yeah. at night and I need a drink. Yeah. So I use the nasal pillows, and I wake up like somebody's putting like a razor blade in my nostril. It's like, ow, it hurts. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just getting used to the new to the new stuff. And for people that don't understand sleep apnea, it blows. I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. It's awful, Same. and uh, it makes you like I wake up some days and like you got the mask leak, and then I'm doing the show with Gabe. I'm like, I need like six coffees just to you know what i mean to open my eyes yeah the, pro- crazy. the problem with it for people to understand you know you see some of these extreme examples where you're like people are gasping for breath and that it's not that for me i snore really loudly me but too the problem is that even when you're laying down and sleeping and i put that in air quotes for eight hours <laughs> yeah, it means you really <laughs> slept for four like Correct. you have, you, if you have severe sleep apnea, unfortunately, which I have, um, you just, you know, you get half the amount of sleep. It doesn't matter if you lay down for 12 hours. It's like you at home is laying down and getting six. So uh, anyway, that's the deal. Yeah, anyway, that's, that's our sleep apnea. Yeah, that's our sleep apnea yeah. talk. Sleep so apnea hope, segment. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor, hey, Mike, Cardano, if you get Serta. a sleep, like, yeah. Serta. <laughs> Serta sleep, sleep, sleep country? mattress. Or sleep country yeah. USA. Yeah, or, yeah. Call yeah. somebody. Yeah. Sleep, yeah, yes. Serta, whatever. Anything, Hit me up yeah, on Twitter, we, at Mike Blewett. I'll just give me a, <laughs> a Camp free Stewart pillow or something. I'll take anything. I'll take a lavender. Sure. I just want to wake up and not want to, like, you know, strangle myself. But anyway, Mike, we didn't get through even the OBJ stuff uh kind of interesting too and we talked about when we did the the show last week the memorial uh day weekend episode there talking about cleveland and the overreactions with them and you know yeah the browns are going to be better but let's put the brakes on there and kitchens is it's an interesting scenario too you have a new coach there and he basically kind of came out and said uh in so many words, I'm not happy. Like you are missing a lot with the team. I know Beckham came out and said, you know what, I'll be there for mini camp, but this guy showed up in one of nine practices. I see videos with the Rolls Royce. Like, it's just one of those things. I just don't think it's a good look before you've done anything with this team right now. And I think the coach is kind of like, okay, we have the talent here, but he seems worried too. That's just my take from the outside. So here, here's my thoughts on it. First of all, yeah. I don't need to hear that you're going to show up for mandatory minicamp from <laughs> exactly. anybody. <laughs> yes, yes. The yes. word says it all. Mandatory. You don't need a press conference. Le'Veon Bell said it early, like, a month ago, and Odell is saying it now. You don't have to hold a press conference or start talking to reporters saying that you'll be at mandatory minicamp. It's not a story. Everybody's at mandatory minicamp because it is mandatory. Mandatory. Anyway, uh, on that front, I, I get that people are asking him a question, so he just has to answer it. But it isn't a story when people are showing up to mandatory minicamp. It's like me saying, uh, yeah, you know what, Cardano and Cam, yeah, I'll be there on Saturday. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, you'll be there on Saturday. That's when you're on air. We're like, exactly. all right, I'm just telling you, you know, I'll be there. Like, all right, it's assumed that you're going to be there. If you didn't show up, it would be a problem because there'd be one guy on air yeah, that's uh, not talking cool. to the producer Him- and then having yeah, to himself. scramble for a second. So, um, but at the same time, here, I've said this before about the the CBA and the negotiated voluntary OTAs. I think across the board, since the NFL, with their massive experience negotiating, can't have anybody complaining to the players about not showing up for the voluntary OTAs mini camps yeah it's been negotiated time and time again the players gave up eight percent of billions of dollars to get some concessions on two things one was increased health benefits for both retired players and those players are in the league this is at the last cba negotiation which is now seven years ago i believe and for concessions on practices and this type of mandatory slash voluntary mini camps that was one voluntary mini camps that was part of the negotiations last time 
The big one was the 8% of revenue. The players had 58-42. It's now 50-50. So they gave up a lot of money yep, that's uh, true. for benefits and for this other stuff. So Tom Coughlin and Freddie Kitchens and anybody else can't be hammering players. They should be fined for it. They shouldn't say anything. Now, in a perfect world, a guy, and I don't know what Odell has going on, has he nothing better to do? Just go to camp because it's a new team and you got a new quarterback and a new coach. And other than Jarvis Landry, everybody else is basically new to you. So why not just go? That's really my thought process. But I'll never get down on a player for not going to the voluntary minicamp because Mm -hmm. it's been negotiated. And if I were one of them and it was voluntary and people were bitching at me about going to voluntary minicamp, I wouldn't like it either. Uh, and I don't think I'm a prima donna in any way, shape, or form. I would probably go if I didn't have anything better to do. But I don't know. If I was getting married or, or I was having a kid or, uh, you know, I had a previously scheduled personal situation going on, I would do it. But if I was just hanging out at my condo in whatever coastal town that Odell is living in at the time, then I would just go. I, I, I would think that working out with your trainer may yeah. be really effective for you, but also go to work out with the team because that's, these are all new teammates. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just I, – I understand the talent level, like – Mike, but, but I'm just one of those people, and, and you know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, we can't compare it to specific crazy athletes like that, but if Mike Blewett, you're on my team, and I want you there more than one of nine practices, just take it upon yourself to be that guy, and you get the respect of the players too. I think it's kind of like a domino effect. Like if I went somewhere new or whatever, I, I wouldn't just say stay at home, yeah, whatever, I'll see you later till I have to do my shift. Wouldn't you want to? like meet somebody before you do you, you do your thing. Like it's just, of I, course. I, I'm just not down. I'm just not down with the way he goes about his business. I guess I, that's and, basically all I could say, really. I don't know. And I, I want to cheer for the guy too. I, you know, like I got nothing. Against with the Jaguars that. thing, like the Jaguars thing, Telvin Smith and Jalen Ramsey stayed away yeah. uh, from the voluntary minicamp. <clears throat> now, if you're asking me, I don't, Nobody seems to know why Telvin Smith exactly is walking away from football for this year. He's saying it's about faith and family and to try to be a healthier person. That's fine. I can't can't criticize the guy. It's his life. So um, I think it was bad timing for them. For sure. I'm sure the Jags wanted to know before the draft and before other things, other decisions were made that this was going to happen. Um, So I think on some level, though, when it's only two players missing – the OTAs, I think that does say something about the mindset of football players in general, that they really want to be there. They feel compelled to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that same sense, now I don't know who else has missed. If Beckham is the only one that's missed these voluntary OTAs, but if that is the case and he's the only one not really showing up, yeah, his teammates probably won't say anything, but it does start to create a scenario where some guys could think that you think you're too good to be exactly. There. That's, that's the way. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. That's I agree what with you're trying 100%. to avoid. Exactly. That's what you should be trying to avoid. Exactly. And if you're Odell, who already has this reputation, that's and it. then it's staying away, then these guys are going to be like, really? He's getting paid all this money, and now he doesn't even have to show up for OTAs, and I'm here busting my butt, and I, I'm a veteran too, and. Uh, I, I get I get what that could cause, but that's between him and his teammates. I just don't think coaches should get involved in it. Yeah. Uh, you saw the story, too. Uh, this one's not really, you know, uh, groundbreak or anything, but uh, Gurley doubtful to play even in the preseason. Um, we saw what happened with him down the stretch there. You know, you're a Todd Gurley owner in your league. Hell, he's helped me win, win a league before, but I got to be honest, uh, Mike, it's one of those things. Uh, he, was, he was banged up at Georgia, too. Like, uh, are you concerned uh, – with the situation here, I know C.J. Anderson at the end of the year came in and did a bang-up job. Gurley, we saw how he was used in the playoffs. It was obviously a bigger problem, and, you know, I think he even lost a little bit of confidence, which is crazy. But what's your take on uh, Todd Gurley from, you know, ranking perspective, drafts, all that stuff? Uh, I'm a little bit wary, Mike. Yeah, um, an experts draft that we talked about <coughs> in the previous show, an expert draft. Um, where they're starting two running backs. Gurley still went in the first round, so mm-hmm. I don't think the confidence has been completely lost there. But as stories like this start to trickle out, first of all, no, no starting running back should be playing in the preseason games anyway. I'll just state that, like, blanket 
statement. Uh, I think you should try yeah. and keep as many. The way NFL is structured now, with the amount of OTAs that you have, yes, you want to get out there and get reps, but getting reps in these preseason games doesn't matter. I wouldn't play – if I'm the Falcons, for example, I've got Matty Ice out there to take a few snaps and Julio doesn't play and Ridley probably doesn't play and Freeman definitely doesn't play, just to pick mm-hmm. that team. If I'm the Rams, get Goff out there for a series or two, make sure he doesn't get his head knocked off, make sure all the first-string first linemen are out there, and if those guys are not – available then golf doesn't go out i'm I'm be that protective of him and i wouldn't play Gurley. and i think cooks and cup and woods can probably take a breather too if they want a couple of reps in the first quarter of the third game maybe but i'm just protecting all of it i think you've seen teams start to go that way and i just wouldn't do it either so that's my blanket statement as far as Gurley and what happened at the end of last year the odd part was it seemed to get to a point where they couldn't find anything structurally wrong with him. He was going out there and saying he doesn't feel right. Uh, yes. Which then it becomes nebulous. What do you do? The guy saying he doesn't feel right. We can't have him out there. Let's put Anderson out there. And Anderson was pretty damn good, by the way. And they got to the Super Bowl anyway. Um, but apparently, based yep. on stories that we had heard, Gurley was inconsolable, really after the Dallas game, that he hadn't contributed. And even after the New Orleans game, he was really upset because he wasn't contributing in any way. Um, I don't think he was quitting on the team. I don't think it was anything like that. But to now have what we still don't know what's wrong. There's been no surgery. There's been nothing. Uh, it becomes difficult to trust that. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going to be very wary. I don't I don't know what I think about St. Louis in general. Like you know what I mean? Uh, sorry, St. Louis, but the Los Angeles Rams in general, Mike. It was a great you got year. The blues on what, your mind. I, I sure do. We haven't talked about the Blues. I do have the Blues on my mind. I got futures on those guys. But just looking, just you know, I'm not sure. Like I, they're an interesting team. I, I'm not sure if they're going to be the same team. I just I am not sure they're they are going to be the same team that they are. Uh, What's your take? Uh, the ten and a half, it's, we, uh, it's a lot. Like 11, uh, a, 11 to win? Perfect perfect segue, perfect setup, because <clears throat> Joe Galina and I actually walked through the Rams in the third hour of the previous show. And at ten and a half right now, we went through game by game, and we both admitted before that we thought there could be a little bit of a regression, and we mapped them out to a ten and six season. Um, uh, you and I went over some... Uh, divisional odds, futures last week. I'm telling you what, buddy, your Hawks are looking a lot better to me by the week as I start to look at this because the Rams beat them by three games last year. Mm -hmm. I could see some regression with the Rams. I don't think it's going to be drastic like it was with the Jaguars from year over year because they still have a dynamic offense, and they were missing Cooper Cup at the end of last year. It's an important piece of their offense. Um, But the Rams start out at Carolina, then they play New Orleans, then they go to the Browns, then they have Tampa. Then at Seattle, host the Niners at Atlanta. These are hard road games, by the way. Uh, then Cincinnati, then a bye week. Then at Pittsburgh, then host Chicago, host Baltimore at Arizona, host Seattle at Dallas, at San Fran, and the Cardinals. So they have their typical at Seattle, at San Fran, and at Arizona, but their other road games are at Carolina, at Cleveland, at Atlanta, at yep. Pittsburgh, at Dallas. Those are hard road games, oh, and they are not they are not going to have an easy road schedule at all. If the Rams came out 3 and 5 on that road schedule, that'd be a huge victory. I'm going to tell you something, Mike. I don't think they're going to get to 10. I think they I think they can probably win. They I think not. they're going to win 9. San Francisco is Garoppolo back. They they got to be better than the guys they were throwing out there. Hell, Mullins like a third a third string quarterback from Southern Mississippi. Like San Francisco is yeah. going to get better. You talk about Seattle, like Arizona with Kyler Murray. Say there's some magic there. I just look at the other teams, kind of getting arrow up in their stock, and I think the Rams. I think it's uh, very generous at ten and a half. Way too generous. I'll be betting the under. And I, I on my site, I have juice to the over. It's ten and a half minus one thirty. I'm getting plus one ten at ten and a half. I think that's insane value. There's no chance I'll be in the Rams over this year, and I, I like the under. Uh, I think a lot. My, my, my divisional, our divisional props that we went over last year. 
last week. I said my dark horse long shot would be Washington, but the other ones that I like right now, uh, I, we have the Chargers at plus one, 175 on FanDuel Sportsbook. We have the Falcons, I think, at plus 325. And then Seattle is somewhere in like the 235 range, but I'll have to check it during the break. Seattle's win total, eight and a half. You like the over? Yeah. Me too. I'm in. I, I think I'm in. I'm in too. I, I, I think I'm in. They're just people think they're just not going to show up there. Hell, they're a better team this it. year, and they and they, they played the Rams took like what last possession to beat them. Both games were razor thin, and they needed what was it, Mike, a fourth and fourteen conversion or something like that to yes. to win one of those games. So Why don't we do the Seattle game by game over after the break. We'll do that. Sounds perfect. Yeah, we'll and go through we'll the talk ba- hockey. We will. We'll go. Uh, we'll go through Seattle's uh, season schedule. We'll go through a couple more baseball games of tonight. See what Mike likes, and we will go uh, get his opinion on the hockey game. He knows where I am. I'm all St. Louis Blues right now. Hopefully, they can get it done at home and uh, win this guy some money at 18 to one. I'm not hedging yet. It's uh, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Blewett and Stewart coming back. Final segment after a short break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It's blue and stew, 11 till 2, that is true. Woo, yeah, blue. Blue's going to be hitting his uh, quick little nap. I love it, too, 11 to 2 with blue and stew. You're going to be hitting a quick little nap, Mike. You don't want to put that that machine on. And then right to watch, uh, hopefully, a beautiful, beautiful soccer match in the Champion League's final at 3 o'clock. Great timing today after this one. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. I I can't wait for it. Today's a good day. Today's a very good day. Neighborhood of make-believe. All will kneel before my... Uh, I am not. uh... What is this, Mexico? (laughs) Simpsons. uh, Yeah, yeah, Family Guy. Yeah, I love. I love cartoons too. It's my weakness. It's it's my weakness. Stewie. Stewie's an all-timer. So uh, a nap is not in the cards. I'm gonna have all the way through. I'm gonna have a six-year-old coming in hot out of baseball practice, uh, and then. Got to figure out some uh, family stuff for this evening. Maybe uh, a night out to eat or, or something like that. We uh, rolled into a Chinese restaurant last night, and uh, the kids were going nuts, so they loved that. But uh, I have to meet up with a, another relative in from out of town, so I got to figure that out today. Yeah, it's uh, it's a busy one today. After yeah, the it's game, good. obviously. After That's great. Match. Yeah, it got it's a pretty busy sports day. You got the soccer match, and then after that, uh, for people here, uh, you got the the Stanley Cup final. But we said we're looking at Seattle's schedule, Mike. It starts off great. Yeah. You open up against the Bengals week one. I don't like to have yeah. play games on paper win, but we will do that. Then you go to Pittsburgh week two. That's tough. We we could even say loss, home to the Saints. Tough. Say so even to go That's one and tough, two. But I- it's a winnable game. Uh, all right. Well, we'll, we'll start at one and two right now, just for yep. to be conservative about the pr- predictions. At Arizona, Arizona, I yeah. think that's a win. Two and two, even two and two. with with that yep. young team. Rams at home, they could be revenge spot from from the last season. I think win. Yeah. I think they could beat the Rams at Cleveland. That's tough. Say they lose that game, I'll go give Cleveland that three and three. Three and three. Home yep. to Baltimore. Baltimore's a good team, but they don't usually travel as well. Yep. Four to three, four and three three at Falcons. What do you think about that one? That's tough. Uh, I'm I'm a big Falcons fan this year, so I'm going to, that's a loss. Okay. Four and four home to the Bucks, five and four. They win that game. Yeah. Yeah. At San Francisco. Tough. What do you think about that one? So this next stretch is where it's going to be decide their entire season. Probably. And I I think they could be six and four instead of five and five. I agree with that. You know, uh, maybe even a seven, three. I I could see them being good enough to be way out in front. But here's where it's going to turn for them after they play the Bucks because they have to go to the Niners. That's a Monday night football game. Then they have their bye. Then they have to go to Philly on a Sunday night game. So that's another nationally televised game. Then another Monday night game. It's three weeks in a row. Oh, my God. Yes. 
They are playing. They are playing a Monday Ugh. nighter, a Sunday nighter, and the Sunday nighter is made way harder because they're going to be now. San Francisco's a short trip, but still, it's a short week for them. So they go Monday nighter, Sunday nighter, Monday nighter, and then Sunday nighter again four You're weeks right. in a row. Look at that. That's nuts. I've never seen that in my life. No, yeah. So you go to after after. Oh my God, yeah. Monday nighter versus San Francisco at San Francisco. Sunday nighter again at Eagles. Monday night football home to the Vikings. Sunday night football at the Rams. That's tough. So they're playing the Eagles and the Rams both on the road, both on short weeks in yeah. late November to December. Those are going to be losses. Yeah. I so just, they have to beat the Niners on the road, and they have to beat the Vikings at home. And then they finish it up at Carolina, hosting Arizona and San Fran. I, I, I think, think they can run the table there. Games. Yeah. I think they could win the last three. So we had them at five and five, seven and uh, did we have them at five? We have them at five and four, right? Yeah. After Tampa, and then ooh, it's, those it's, next four games. <laughs> I think you split those next four. Yeah. So seven and six, and then run the table. Ten and six. Yeah, and it's eight and a half, nine nine year winner. It's not it's not going to be easy though. Like I'm not rushing to the window to bet that one. There's other stuff that I I like a, a hell of a lot more. As I told you, like well, I've already smashed to show Jacksonville you. under. It just mm-hmm. goes to show you what Vegas does do. As much as they can, they take into account schedule when they're setting these totals, and I think it's it's. It really does show you you have to dive into these schedules a little bit. And, yeah, look, these games, some of these games are six, seven months out from now, and a lot is going to change. But I think we know now where the pitfalls in this Seattle schedule are. For two short weeks playing at Philly and at Los Angeles. For sure. Those are That's hard for any team to win. It doesn't matter how good you are. What's the NFL schedule maker doing? So we just went through Seattle's schedule and Tampa Bay's basically like out of this world for like seven weeks. Like seven it, weeks. They don't it feels very. So we've just done two, like just randomly. We've even looked at all the other teams. So Seattle's got four primetime games. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers go for almost two. Yeah. In a row. Tampa Bay almost goes for what? A stretch of like two months without like a home game. What the hell's going on, Mike? The <laughs> You're Tampa smart guy. Schedule. You figure it out. <laughs> the, Tam- the Tampa Bay schedule is they play a home game against the Giants on September 22nd and yes. don't play another home game in Tampa until November 10th. So the only That's home wrong. game they have in that stretch is playing Carolina in London. Uh, that is sandwiched in between a bye week and four true road games. The Rams, the Saints, the Titans, and the Hawks, by the way, are the four road games. Wow. Tampa's not going to be able to get it done this year. It doesn't I agree. matter if you're a Jameis believer I, or an Arians believer. I that agree. schedule is maybe the hardest in the entire league just until week nine. It softens a little bit, but they still have to play the Saints and road games against Atlanta and uh, and Jacksonville, which you know it could be a little bit tougher. But... Uh, that's that's tough. I, I just don't see any way that Tampa can pull that off um, this year. And the the question that I had with Galena in the first show is, we had Tampa going six and ten, or five and eleven, I think. But just say hypothetical, they go six and ten. Um, what happens with Jameis? He's gone. Gone. I I, I think he has a short leash uh, leash to begin with with Arians. You know you what I mean? So? I think yeah, he, he knew him before and stuff. Like I did, I think what was the story, Mike? He yeah, knew him before. Yeah. yeah, they have a yeah, relationship have a, prior. Yeah, uh, when he's at Florida State, Arians Arians knows him somehow. He has faith in him, but it, it's Senior it's going to maybe. Yep, short leash. It's very simple. Like he's he's packing on the pounds. Like you have to make a decision. It's like those teams in, in flux. Like you can't wait like another two years. Like the Mariotas of the world, the Winstons of the world. It's now or never. There's quarterbacks coming out every single year. You see the draft next year. What about Lawrence from Clemson? Like all those quarterbacks that are going to be coming out, like Tua, he's coming out. Herbert, Oregon. Tua, and Herbert are going to be right there. Um, Isn't Lawrence going to come out? He's he's almost like if he has one more good year, he's not staying in college. I thought I thought he was a true freshman last year, though. Am I wrong? Was he a red? Yeah, no, freshman? he is a true freshman. Yeah. So then he would have to be three years removed from yeah, his yeah. high school graduation. So he's got to be twenty twenty draft. Yeah. At which point 
he's the number one. Oh, hands down. Player. Good call. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's he's there. If there's any way you could avoid a rule or law, he'd be gone. Like he's, he's not he's, twenty years old until October of this year, Trevor Lawrence. Wow, it's he's unbelievable. Still just nineteen. He's he started <laughs> at Clemson when he was eighteen. I know he's amazing. Like like I I I I, I think he's ready for the NFL. You've seen the games. Look at the guy how he played against Alabama, Mike, in the national championship game. The guy was money. Rather have Trevor Lawrence or Andy Dalton. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, without right. even a heartbeat, like I, 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 right. I, I'm a ginger. I'll throw, a, I'll throw another ginger off the bus. Sorry, Andy Dalton. Like it's yeah, been nice, but I know. I, he I gone. Try to protect him too, but he, he gone. That's right. He gone. He he gone. Uh, so, so that's it. Tampa's finished in last place seven of the last eight seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity for them to finish in last place yet again. Carolina could have a tough year, but. You know, you're asking a lot for them to come in last place. So, uh, you know, that's just two teams right there with, with scheduling snafus. Seattle's is tougher than I realized. Those four consecutive road um, yeah. primetime games are sandwiched around a bye week. But nonetheless, uh, that's a lot to ask for. That's why I'm glad we go through, like, the whole schedule. Like, you can't just look at the number go whatever. Like, we dissected it. And it's not just who you play, when you play, and, and the types of games. Those primetime games, that schedule, that's lethal for Seattle. we got an update, Mike. Good start for us. I put money on the Rays. They're up one to nothing very early. Live line, uh, minus 180. Twins, plus 150. Total seven and a half. So, Tampa Bay on the board in that baseball game. N- next game up, 210. We talked about Cleveland. They're money burners. But they might be in a good spot today, laying 15 cents. Uh, Rodriguez versus Nova. I'm probably going to not bet this game. Ten and a half. Lean to the over, actually. If I was going to play this game, I with Nova and Rodriguez, I think we can get 11 runs. You talk about the balls flying out right now. Uh, what do you think about this game? And then we'll get to, uh, you know, the the hockey and the, the rest of the baseball card and yeah. basketball, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you know, one guy I was looking at today, I'm sorry to switch games on you, but one play, yeah. one pitcher that's been pitching better as of late as somebody to keep an eye on, because his numbers, if you look at them just at a base level, they don't look good. But his his starts all throughout the month of May were really good. After his last four starts in May were really good. Is Lance Lynn in Texas? I agree with you. And I I know you're getting him at it's. They're a very heavy favorite tonight. But I think considering they're playing the Royals, they get a home game. You get Lance Lynn against Homer Bailey. Really well. Yeah, <laughs> don't. That's right. Yes. Right. Right. So, you know, you, you, don't, you sometimes try to shy away from the favorites, but when a pitcher is on a roll like this, they're getting a home game and Texas is playing well. I think Lance Lynn is somebody I might look to back tonight. I agree with you. Is there anything else at 170? I might go individually and take the one and a half, but a game to parlay it with. Uh, anything really jump out? I'm not really sold on Kershaw laying 220 in the night game against the Phillies. Alvarez, change of pitcher. The Dodgers are big favorites there. I'm just looking for something to put in yeah, that parlay. I mean, what DeGrom, do you think? DeGrom's going against Granke. I don't really want to touch that game because I, at Soroka. any time. Soroka and the Braves. That's right. That's one other guy. Soroka Done. was the one other guy. He's 6-1 and one on the year. He's pitching like a Cy Young candidate right now. He's obviously suffered from injury histories in the past, but right now you can ride the Soroka train. That was the one other guy that popped out to me today. Yeah, so uh, an Atlanta Braves parlay. Braves money line with the Rangers becomes plus 116, Mike. I think I'm in. I like that there you a go. lot. Sold. Yeah. See, we did the listeners there, guys. Yeah, if you like that, I, I agree with Mike. If you if you like Texas, minus one and a half, plus 105 as well. They're minus 170 on the money line. Or we can parlay them, which we're going to do. Atlanta, minus 275, parlayed with 170. We get a we turn two big ones into a plus 116, and we're on board. Mike, hockey, hockey, what are we doing with this hockey game tonight? Blues, I can't believe the Blues are only 15, they're fifth, minus 115, minus 120. Yet when Boston's at home, they're minus 170. I think... The bookmakers have given a lack of respect to the Blues. I know Boston bounces back, but it's kind of like that uh, Portland, Oklahoma City series in basketball. The numbers are skewed a bit. I don't think. I think I would have made this line probably a buck thirty-five. Uh, no one respects. Did anything uh, St. surprise Louis. you? By the way, I have to defer to you on hockey conversations. Did anything surprise you in the first two games? What surprised me was actually. St. Louis's goaltender Bennington looked really shaky the first game and early in the second game, and he's been money, but he's a kid. This is his first Stanley Cup final, right? And that's interesting. I look at tonight's total at five. I really, really, really want to take the over, but something's telling me the Blues at home are going to play more a defensive style. Also, Mike, what happened? St. Louis is starting to become... You know, a very their physical tone and their nature takes usually about five games to wear on teams. But I saw it early. Boston looked 
beat down. Like in that game, St. Louis is a very, very good team physically, and they hurt you. That's what they do. They're kind of like I, I use the analogy on Gabe's show like a snake, like a python. He's kind of just squeezing you and squeezing you and squeezing you, and by game five or six, you start to lose like your life and your will. And that you know hockey, it's a battle of will to win the Stanley Cup. So I think St. Louis, I'm still on them. I have them as 18 to 1 at the start when of the playoffs. When did you get that number? At start, start of the playoffs. Play, start of the playoffs, yeah. I, it was actually, uh, it was crazy. When I when me and my, bro- my brother and I were in Vegas when it first started, and he's a big hockey guy, lives in Calgary, we made three bets. I told him I like Columbus in the East just, just for pure value, and we took Dallas and St. Louis. Those were the three future bets that I made. Uh, St. Louis, unfortunately, knocked out Dallas in Game 7. I was hoping it, it, that they wouldn't match up so I can uh, hedge out there. But um, I really believe in this Blues team, Mike. I think they're really, really tough. But Boston off a loss, incredible pedigree. Should be a great game tonight if you like hockey. This is going to be old school, lots of hitting. Goals might be at a premium. Usually they don't put up a 5, but it's 5. They didn't even make it 5.5. The total's 5 flat, 40 cents to the over. Right. So, um yeah, I mean, I, Boston has been so has just sort of steamrolled through a few teams heading into this, uh, heading into the Stanley Cup Finals. I, I just thought it could be more of the same, but I'm happy to see the Blues make it competitive and stealing mm-hmm. one in Boston was a way to do that. Uh, I, I think you are onto something in saying that they may pull back here and try and play a conservative, defensive-minded game here to keep it closer out. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting the under either. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm probably just going to go on on the blues because it's a real short price. And what do you do on the road? When you're on the road, you know, in hockey, Mike, you want to basically not make any stupid mistakes because you know the home team in the first five minutes, it's basically an onslaught. They're coming at you, and you're like, okay. And once you dodge those bullets, you get the momentum swing back. That's basically that's the way almost every single hockey game works. If St. Louis scores early, it could be a long night for Boston. If Boston fends off, I'm expecting like a 2-1, to 3-2 to two type of hockey game. I expect a real close one. Hey, Mike, uh, player points, I'm not going to talk to you Sunday. I'm going to heading to Joe's Fish Market to load up on uh, crab legs and scallops can't wait i'm so sick of buying like you know white fish in the cheap cuts i get to go see galena in the real i'm gonna True get some beautiful Italian oh, yeah. fish market oh yeah, yeah like i'm getting fresh tuna lobster crab i i hope joe's got big ass scallops the size of my head big ones yeah. that we're gonna have a beautiful dinner but looking at the props for the basketball game i know um what what player do you think like 31 and a half is steph curry's number draymond green 12 and a half points Raptors ten and a half for Gasol Green eight and a half Abaka seven after this is one guy that you think this is a guy I like to score that's kind of maybe off the radar. I mean Steph has hit thirty uh, six nights Every in time. a row, right? No, um, no. And people don't even talk about it anymore, Cam. That's the weird thing. It's, it's just nuts. He, it's just assumed that he's going to drop thirty, and people look for things to pick on him about but he just puts up 30 every night he hits every free throw they ever put him on the line for uh it's pretty crazy so as far as other props i'm just looking at uh who do you got throw some out of me i'll tell you who i, I like siakam siakam it's not 32 but 19 he can get over like 19 and a half points i think 19 and a half kind of looking yeah, at that one see. gasol 10 and a half is interesting it's eight 18 and a half on Ooh, Vandal Sportsbook. Nice. So you get a little bit there. What's Gasol right here? Ten and a half. Yep, Gasol. ten and a half. Um, I think that's I the like play. That. I do they, too. Look, we talked ourselves into it before we were even talking about this topic about how Gasol could be an issue for Golden State. I think Gasol right now, right out of the gate of these first ones, I'm looking at. I'm going with him. Um, you know, it was so weird to see Danny Green on the floor about the other night because there were so many games where he was just not there during the Philly series. I just True. didn't see much of him. So we saw a lot more of Danny Green the other night, and he obviously uh, played well. So my favorite one that we've seen, Debbie Gasol. I don't want to count on Fred Van Bleet to hit Me double neither. digits. Parlay, we're taking Texas and Atlanta, plus 116. Liverpool, Mike, and the over. We love the over at yep. two and a half. And the Blues... Have a good one, buddy. Mike, uh, all the winners be yours. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the soccer, man. Have a great day. All right, buddy. Same to you. Yes. Enjoy the family. Hey, guys, may the winners be everybody's today, and I'll talk to you with Joe Galina tomorrow. Have a good one. Take care.